Allow me to introduce myself. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God. Charlemagne and DJ Envy? Damn. Yes, you are. All I do is read about the Breakfast Club. Really? Every morning, That's good. you guys are trending. Every, uh, you know, I drag my ass out of bed. I'm like, uh, what happened on the Breakfast Club today? Get, get your ass up. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MB. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Good morning. One day, do people count single to miles like a holiday during the week since it's on Wednesday? It's more fun on the Cinco weekend, right? De Mayo. Cinco de Mayo is also our friend Natina's birthday. Yes. Oh, tomorrow's Natina's born day? Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Cinco de Mayo. Nobody cares but Natina's family. I mean, Cinco de Mayo is a big holiday, bro. <laughs> oh, we when do. You're, yeah, no, no, no. It's just like how James Brown, God bless the dead, passed away on Christmas. Nobody acknowledges that because it's Christmas. But we going to acknowledge it. And like I say, yeah, nobody a, cares about Natina but her family. Mm-hmm. So we're that's gonna... a fun birthday to have, too. If your birthday's on Cinco de Mayo, because everybody wants to go out anyway. Yeah, but you think everybody's having a good time because it's your birthday, but really it's because it's Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because of the tequila and the tacos. Everybody's having a good old time because it's Cinco de Mayo. Do you know what Cinco de Mayo's for? Nope. <laughs> what is it for? Okay. A lot of tequila. That's all I know. I have no idea. Uh, you going to tell know? us, you? <laughs> Do you know? Oh, it's... It's for the Mexican <laughs> army. It was like a, a war that they fought and they, they beat the French Empire. Oh, okay, okay. So it was a, it's a, a victory celebration, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, now Charlamagne, let me ask you a question, right? No. <laughs> Every morning I Respect my you. boundaries. My therapist tells me to tell people to respect my boundaries. I told you no. I'm still going to ask. See, that's, <laughs> but that's no. I gave you a full... That's no means no, but I gave him a full no. He's still going. I'm still going to go. Wow. Okay. Every morning I see you, you're in your car and you have a mask on. You don't trust yourself? Why do you have a mask on in your car? Well, I, I, I'm not answering you because I told you no, so <laughs> I'll answer you when I'm ready. <laughs> I see him in his car. He got his mask. I'm like, why does he have a mask on in his car? And he's by himself. And I'm like, why? Do you not trust yourself? Do you not trust? <laughs> I told you no. I'm not answering you. You're going to respect uh, my body. I'm going to force it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you later. I won't tell you, but I'll explain later. But I'm not telling you right now just because you, you know, are forcing me. And I told you no. Yeah, I don't know if you're, you're, you have to wear a mask by yourself. He's not answering us. Oh, and I'll talk to you. Because <laughs> you didn't, you didn't uh, force me. But no, because I'm pulling up to the building. So I put the mask on before I jump out the car. It's not like I'm riding, you know, the whole commute in with the mask on. I, I literally put the mask on when I'm like a block away from the building just because I don't want to jump out and, you know, I don't know run you. upstairs. <laughs> I see, I'm like, why is he wearing his mask? It's the weirdest thing. I'm at the light. I'm literally at the light right, right by the building. So All I put right. the mask mm-hmm. on and I'm getting ready to jump out and run upstairs and, uh, you know, log on. All right. That's the, all. the best feeling is when you get in your car and you can take your mask off after you've been running around all day or you walk in the house and you're like, whew. I can only imagine that's how it feels to take a bra off. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Yep. I can <laughs> only imagine that's how it feels. Let him hang. <laughs> Breathe. Right. Let's get the show cracking. Ah. 
Michael Che will be joining us this morning, right? Yeah, not in studio, though, which yeah. I don't understand why, because he's in New York. Yeah, comedian Michael Che will be joining us. Uh, we'll talk to him a little Maybe bit Maybe he's later. filming something, because, you know, sometimes when people are filming, they're not allowed. That's they true. have to, like, quarantine themselves. Well, he's filming SNL, but, I mean, he still can that be That might here. be true, then. Nah, he can be here. But he come in, get checked, and then leaves. He told us, well, he actually told us why he didn't come in. <laughs> it had nothing to do with that. All right. He thought it was good. He thought that he had to take one too many COVID tests. He told me he had to take four COVID tests to come in the building. <laughs> Charlamagne told him it was an anal swab test. And he, he was like, he'll pass. He ain't going to do that say, One little anal swab. See? Then they use the same Q-tip to do your nose. And you're good. <laughs> See? That's how I wouldn't want to come either. All right. Front page news. What are we talking about, Ye? Well, yes, everybody is supposed to get vaccinated. That's what they're hoping for. And we'll tell you about some new things, some new initiatives they're trying to use to get people to get vaccinated. All right, we'll get into that. Put next. it in a hookah. Everybody <laughs> Everybody will get vaccinated if you put the vaccine in a hookah. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with the Seattle Mariners. Starting Tuesday, they're going to be offering COVID-19 vaccines to eligible fans during the games there. What? They'll be administered by Seattle Fire personnel with Virginia Mason providing staff and volunteers to assist. I'm not even mad guess at what that. You get to choose. Guess, guess what you get to choose between? The uh, Pfizer or Moderna? Moderna or Johnson & Johnson. Oh, no, nah, I see. You're a fool <laughs> if you get that damn Johnson & Johnson. Okay, if they, any vaccine that comes with a warning and tells you that you may get blood clots, I don't think that you should put that in your body. But I mean, you know, don't listen to me because I'm not vaccinated. Yeah, a lot period. of people scared of shots and they just rather take that one shot one time. But mm-hmm. I'm not mad at them doing that at the uh, baseball game, though. I mean, because you got to meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So why not? Well, where you, where you guys are in New Jersey, they're doing a shot and a bear program. So you what? get a free bear mm. if you get the vaccine. A bear or beer? A beer. Beer. Oh, it's not like you said a like bear. A... She did. I'd rather she, a bear, to be beer. honest with you. What are you going to do with a bear? If it's a well-trained bear. you're saying the same thing. well-trained No, if it's a well-trained bear that can, like, dance or, like, guard your what? property, What's I'll take a well-trained bear. Because there's a lot of bears just roaming around New Jersey. Big that, black bears. Yeah, and some of them walk sick. on their hind legs. Sick bear. What's wrong with you? you? You wouldn't want a well-trained bear? No. No. You're out your damn mind. As much as you like dogs, Where are you going to put it? <laughs> In the yard. I can control the dog. If a bear go bear. It's well-trained. Mm-hmm. Come on. Ain't nobody right, running up in it, your house. You got a well-trained bear in the backyard. I'm Get not even going to my house. <laughs> my kids And in New York, in New house. Jersey, and Connecticut, and many businesses will be fully reopening in May, mm. May 19th. They're going to be wel- welcoming back restaurants, offices, retail stores, theaters, museums, barbershops, amusement parks, everything. Full capacity. Gyms, all of full that. Full capacity? Full capacity. I believe it when I see it. No, people vaccinated out here in these streets. I'm not mad at it. I'm not going to be out. I'm a homebody anyway, so go ahead and open up. I'll still be at the house. All right, and the FDA is authoring Pfizer to give their COVID-19 vaccine for 12 to 15-year-olds by early next week. Hmm. Do the kids need it, though? <laughs> Do the kids need it? If you want to go to school, I mean, if you want to go to school and not, you know, get it and spread it to your family. Yeah, I don't know about the kids thing. They're still developing. I don't know. I mean, and then they said, I mean, it's, all, it's COVID has never really impacted the youth like that, right? Or am I tripping? No, you're not tripping. I think they're young. Yeah, but I think younger kids are getting it more than everybody else because older people are vaccinated for the most part. Mm-hmm. And... But so and and kids them. are going back to school, so you know what it is like. 
when one of your kids goes to school and then one other kid in the classroom has it, it and yeah. the next thing you know, everyone has it. Bring it back to an adult in the house, maybe. But if adults have the mm-hmm. vaccines and it's not really affecting the kids and they don't know necessarily the effects on the kids right now, you know? It's- but the vaccines aren't... Um, people are still catching COVID with the vaccine, or Yes, they are. Yeah, it's a, it's a smaller chance that you'll get it. And if you do get it, there's less chance that you'll get uh, sick or die from Correct. it. Correct. Hey, man, whatever y'all got to do to uh, make things less complicated, do it. Mm. Okay. Your kids got to be vaccinated to go to school anyway, though, right? For, for other things? Yeah, they yes. get other vaccines. Yeah, but those vaccines. are these are emergency those are use. Those are tested for years. I mean, these years. are these are mm. tested also, but not, for not, years. Yeah, not as long. It's very short term. I, mean, I was about to say, All if right, they wanted to get us with vaccines, they could have got us with vaccines a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people get flu and shots every year. These kids get vaccines to go to school. When we, Whenever we travel to different countries, different countries in Africa, you got to get certain shots. If they That's wanted correct. to get us with vaccines, they could have been got us. All right. And Thursday Night Football, if you're ready for that, that's going to be on Amazon Prime starting in 2022. So if you mm-hmm. want to watch Thursday Night Football, except for on Thanksgiving and opening game, that's going to be on uh, Amazon Prime video. They announced that yesterday. Okay. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yeah, yeah, this is uh, Phil from Dayton. Phil, what's Phil up? Phil from Dayton. What's up, Phil from Dayton? I was hey, just man. there. Yeah, I was just calling in, agreeing with y'all. How y'all doing this morning, first off? Everybody all right? Blessed, black, you know, and highly favored, King. That's what's up. Man, I was calling because actually on this show, I heard you talking about the bear. Oh boy. Took me back a few years ago. <laughs> I tried to oh buy a bear out here. They were letting them go for six hundred dollars, man. My wife looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> what? The same argument you did, bro. What kind you of bears? Black bears? I don't I can't yeah, really have this conversation. And, and were they trained or you, you had to get one, them trained? You get one free. Man, he started out buying it as a cub, but the guy will work with you to train them, but he had it in the back seat like a baby, drinking out of his own bottle yeah, and everything. I've seen that. No, no, no. I've seen I've seen that on YouTube. I've seen the babies drinking out of bottles. Y'all oh, are bugging goodness. if y'all wouldn't want y'all a well trained bear. Bro, get I out of here. Plus, it, if you want one. Bro, I got a bear. Nobody gonna play with you with a bear. I got a bear for you if you want one, bro. That, yo, that even looks harder in your yard. Beware the oh bear goodness. instead of beware the dog. Plus, if you've seen Bad yeah. Trip, you could get it in like that. Like what? You did with the- I mean, all, every silver lining has a cloud, though, ye. I mean, what? Every silver lining has a cloud. No, I think it's every, every cloud, cloud has, has a, a silver, silver lining. lining. I know what you meant. I guess. I guess. I guess, I guess it could be the other way around too, though. That's just. Yeah, I guess every silver. The whole every bear conversation. Every silver lining could have a cloud as well. It's a, it has to you're right. It's please, all about sir, perspective. No please, I, this is going to end up wrong. I like to focus on the positive. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> Appreciate you, King. That's all I'm saying. So, I'm conversations, all, uh, Nolan Boyd. Goodness gracious. Hello, who's this? <laughs> hey, what's going on, MV? Good morning, Charlamagne. Good morning, Angela. Peace, up, Rick. Hey. What up, Rick? Get hey. it off your chest. Uh, hey, so I was listening to yesterday's interview, right? And I was thinking, how is Charlamagne like? Roommate shaming people, and he slept on these couches. Mm-hmm. I wasn't roommate shaming. I think y'all missed the yeah, whole point was. of the. No, Definitely I think was. y'all missed the point of the conversation. We <laughs> said a thirty-plus-year-old grown man with another thirty-plus-year-old grown man. That was the conversation. Hey, some, some people are late bloomers. Maybe you're thirty, you're a late bloomer. I agree and with you. Or maybe you're Yo. saving to buy a house. Exactly. I agree yeah. with you, but you got to have more than one bathroom, bro. You can't. <laughs> that's all I was saying. 
Well, I agree with that, too. That's all I was saying. I don't think there's anything wrong with a grown man being with another grown man if it's a means to an end. But you got to have more than one bathroom. You can't have the same, your cheeks touching the same toilet. I, I hear you. I hear you. Angela, for late bloomers, right? <laughs> Speaking mm-hmm. of, there's a, there's, a, um, there's a documentary on Tina Turner. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I started it. Yes. Oh, I love Tina Turner. You know, that was my mom's favorite artist when I was growing up. I love Tina Turner, too. Her, her documentary of her starting, really, like, starting her career over in her early 40s, that's mm-hmm. really inspiring thing for late Brumas. I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday that's in their 30s, and they really don't know where they want to go with their life and their career. And I recommended that they watch that because it's really inspiring. You know, to figure out. Yeah, it's really. It was really dope because she had to leave Ike Turner and then people kind of blackballed her a little bit. And then yeah, they were and acting and like she couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it kept coming up all the time. And it, it's come up so many times over the years, but was able to turn her life around and be the person that we know today. And it was all in her late 40s. So, shout out to the late bloomers. All right, I mean, yes. Back up for a little bit of sheer bathroom. But it's a means to an end, though. It's not a permanent situation. It's a means to an end. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, y'all. What's going on? NBS Nick G from Michigan, man. What's up, Nick? Nick G, what's chest. happening, King? Man, man, look. I had a serious debate with my friends in my group chat yesterday. I don't know how to word this right for the radio, but they said I'm lame because I have never received oral from the back. You never received oral from the back? How old are you, first of all? I'm 33. Hold on. You saying that you never got your buddy toss salad? No, no. No, no, he no, never no got he's from the, from the back. Yeah. Yeah. It might be that you might just be small. No, 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 no. <laughs> my thing is this, though. My thing is this. The positioning of it. Like, why would you do that? Toot that thing up, mommy, make it roll. Nah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, 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 I told my boy, I'm like, bro, no, nah, that's not something... Like, from the side, from the front, yeah. From the I, front, from the start? back, to the side. I'm just curious. How did that conversation start? Did one of your guys say, hey, who's been on their knees before? Like, how did that no, conversation happen? No, no how, it, how it started How it started was the homie said, y'all won't believe what happened last night. Oh, and that's how I used the so, stars. Exactly, and that's how we started. We like, man, you wildin', bro. You, you tripping, bro. I think y'all. I, I want y'all to be more sexually liberated, man. Y'all care too much about what. First of all, if you in, <laughs> if you're in the bedroom, right, and you with yeah. a woman, and a woman asks to do that, or and you're man. thinking about what your boys think, that within itself is weird. Yeah, Why are you thinking about your boys in that situation? Uh, uh, no, no, no. I don't think anybody was thinking about their boys. I think after the fact, he was surprised that it happened. So he's a week. Man, we've been growing. We've been friends since we was in the sixth grade. Like, we tell each other everything. True. So mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just weird to me, man. It's just, it's just something. But let's keep it real. You thinking about it because he said it was amazing. Nah, he thinking, thinking about, about it. it a little bit. He is thinking about it. Look, let me say that to my wife and see how that works out. What? Suck yeah, my dick from the back? It. <laughs> That's actually disrespectful. A lot of dudes do that when they're really trying to disrespect somebody. Suck my from the back. Exactly. Why is that disrespectful? Blessings to you. <laughs> but yeah, listen, in the bedroom, do what makes you feel comfortable. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, don't do it. It, it feels off. like that might be painful, though. Like, isn't it bend back or something? Yeah. It doesn't hurt. It hurts when you do it, Drum? 
I've never done it, but I can. Dom definitely said, man, yeah. Because that sounds crazy. Why would you bend <laughs> you your penis like now? You used to suck your reminiscing. roommate from the back? You see, why you got to make this something <laughs> what you weird, say? bro? <laughs> what you say? You got to make this something weird for yeah, like Stop your roommate shaming people. This oh, is right. crazy. Jama <laughs> said, ouch, yeah. <laughs> That's why y'all was roommates Shut that shared a bathroom. Up, <laughs> <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way. Man, now this breakup is going to be interesting. Bill and Melinda Gates will give you some information. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Bill Gates and Melinda Gates are splitting up after 27 years. They met at Microsoft, got married in 1994. They both have agreed to give away more than half of their wealth, but they are going to keep on working together on charitable efforts, according to a release. And Bill Gates also tweeted out, uh, after a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. Over the last 27 years, we have raised three incredible children and built a foundation that works all over the world to enable all people people to lead healthy, productive lives. Melinda, Melinda out here looking cute. What? You what? losing weight, Melinda? You're stupid. What's happening, young lady? <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's how you got to approach it. What's up, young lady? How are you? Well, they're worth well over $100 billion, and word on the street is there's no prenup. Uh. But they do have a separation agreement, and a separation agreement is signed at the end of a marriage usually, and it lays out the terms of the split. Now, what that so mean we don't now? Know. What, what is a separation mm -hmm. agreement? I never heard of that. What is that? It's like an agreement when you know you're about to split up, so you come to your own terms and do it that way. It's like a contract. Oh, it's like, I'm, okay, you can walk away with $20 billion and call it a day or something Maybe like something that? something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just mm -hmm. think about it. Think about um, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. She's married to a science teacher now. He pulled up. And he... she's, worth over, <laughs> she's worth over $60 billion. He pulled up, got right in her DM as soon as that divorce hit. What's up, sexy? How are you? <laughs> you looking good out here. How old are you, how old are you now? 30? <laughs> she started blushing. Mm. All right. Now, Moneybag Yo, he is annoyed at somebody who said his performance was boring on TikTok. And the person had posted, so I went to Moneybag Yo's concert. It was boring and dry AF. He only stayed for like 15 minutes. I want a refund. And Moneybag Yo responded, I have four of the shows that same day. Do you think I give a F? Tell him post the other ones. So that was his response on Academics' page. Moneybag Yo has to respond to everybody, right? When you put out a song called Time Today, you always got to have time to respond to somebody, right? No, it's only on certain days. Oh, it's on certain day. days? Yeah, okay. days. Yeah, because okay. I, mean, I, I got time every day. I, I got time him, today. I seen him perform. He, he, he definitely had a lot of energy when I seen him perform in uh, Atlanta. It might have been his fourth show. He might have been tight. Mm -hmm. Hey, man. He got the number one album in the country. Drop on the clues bombs for Moneybag Yo, okay? Too much a thousand a show. He doing something right. Mm. All right, now more Pop Smoke music. Looks like it's on the way. Pop Smoke's manager, Rico Beats, went on Instagram on Saturday and teased that there is going to be something new coming. He also said, I see and hear everything. Kept it cool, though. No worries. Payback around the corner. Pop Smoke new album loading. Mm. So should be good to hear that. And he's also nominated for 10 Billboard Awards, by the way. Pop Smoke, top artist, top new artist, top male artist. You know, top rap album, top rap male artist, top streaming songs artist. So if those it, are amongst the 10. Yeah, that would be dope if it's actual songs. You know what I mean? I, I hate when they like scrap together 
bits and pieces of verses and put songs together. A lot of unfinished material. I, I hate when albums sound like that. I hate like what's, what do they call it? Have... What do they call it? Posthumous albums. Yeah, I don't like Posthumous. Yeah, Posthumous. Hopefully, some songs he got done, and it's not you know cut and pasted. But I'm sure they. I'm sure they got a lot of stuff done. All right, and Marvel has set the dates for the next ten movies that Come they're on doing, now. including. Including the Black Panther sequel that's going to be out, um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, July 8th, 2022. So here is some things that are going to be coming out this year. Black Widow, mm-hmm. July 9th. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, September mm-hmm. 3rd. Aquafina's in that. The Eternals, yep. November 5th. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th. So that's mm-hmm. just for this year. And that's just and after the films. that. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. Thor, Love and Thunder, Black mm-hmm. Panther, like I said, Wakanda Forever, The Marvels, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, uh, Gardens of the Gali- of the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah, and that, that Marvel's movie is going to be dope, too. That's actually Captain Marvel, too. So that's going to be uh, Carol Danvers, uh, Monica Rambeau, and Miss Marvel. Oh, Marvel, just take all my money, okay? You can have it all. I mean, you're already getting it anyway, but... All right, and Ebony Williams, the first black woman on Real Housewives of New York as an official cast member, was on with Wendy Williams. And one of the things that she was talking about was her relationship. It looks like they've broken up. Here's what she had to say. When I was here for Hot Topics, I actually had a ring on. And you know what? This quarantine, I think, like a lot of couples, Wendy, it made us tell the truth about our relationship. How long were you with him before quarantine? Almost four years. Did you live with him at the time of quarantine? I'll tell you what happened. He actually did not quarantine with me. He has three children, two of which are young adults, and he chose to quarantine in New Jersey with his semi-adult children. And for me, listen, I'm not a parent yet, so I'm not... I get that they're number one. Right. But I need to be number one, Wendy. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm not the highest right. grade of weed in the dispensary, but I'm pretty sure Ebony will have uh, will not have a problem bouncing back in the man department. That is what we call a catch, ladies and gentlemen. That's okay, a good, that's a good topic, though. That that is a good, you know, you you're in a relationship mm. with your kids. Who do you quarantine with? Do you quarantine with? It your, depends your on kids? how old the kids are, too. Or do you quarantine? Not really. With, with your boo? Even 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 depending on what. If your age... kids are young, how do you not quarantine with your young children? Oh yeah, definitely. But even if they're in, I don't, I don't know how old that that man's kids were. But even she if they said two of them were young adults, so I guess one of them maybe wasn't yet. But you got it. What, what's a young adult? Like you know, I mean, my daughter's nineteen. Is she a but young I, adult? Yeah. I think what y'all y'all are 17. forgetting is that last year was a year that we never expected, and it was something we never mm-hmm. saw before. So I would want to be with my kids in that situation, too, because it's yeah. such an unexpected situation. It's a good topic. It's a good question. Yeah, absolutely. All right. In addition to that, here's what else uh, Ebony K. Williams had to say. How long did it take you to move on from the time that you realized that he wasn't going to come quarantine mm. with you? Six months. I mean, I still was holding out hope. We were doing the couples counseling and everything. And then on Zoom. Yeah. And um, he's a lovely man. Just wasn't for me. You know, yeah. he's older. He'd been there, done that. Didn't really want a new baby and all that stuff. I want, I want that stuff, Wendy. I wonder why he wouldn't invite them all to be together, though. Like, why wouldn't you invite her to come quarantine with the kids as well? Especially if that was a fiance, but maybe the kids are quarantined with his ex. And especially being that it was such a uh, such a like unexpected situation, like nobody knew what to expect from mm-hmm. COVID. So wouldn't you mm-hmm. want to gather around with your village in that moment yeah, wouldn't y'all well, want to lean on each other but like you like you said it was ex, unexpected you know? so it's not like there was a plan in place and nobody knew how long it was going to last that's and, true mm-hmm. you know who knows some people didn't want to fly places i don't know if they're in the same city or whatever but nice. it is oh yeah new york and jersey yeah jersey and new york he said she said mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, make sure you listen to the Holding Court uh, podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network with Ebony K. Williams. There's not a more informative, culturally competent podcast out there in regards to legal issues. So check it out. And don't Real Housewives of New York start tonight? I think it's yeah, tonight. Yeah, I'm excited right? for that. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Good for um, I'll be watching because of Ebony and Leah. So that is your rumor report. All right. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Man, and this is a heartbreaking story, and hopefully y'all, I don't know if this is even considered a happy ending, but imagine working for free for over 10 years. We'll tell you who this happened to, and now he's finally getting some money back. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. This year has been tough on mental health. Gentle Mind is here to help. Gentle Mind has developed an innovative new tool for groundbreaking insights into your unique genetic predispositions. Go to mentalhealthmap.com to be empowered on your mental health and well-being. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's start in South Carolina. A man, John Christopher Smith, he's a black man from South Carolina. He was enslaved by his boss, who is white, and he was enslaved for over 10 years. And so if you guys remember this story, we discussed this before, and they had ruled that uh, Edwards had to do 10 years in prison. They ruled this back in November of 2019. He pleaded guilty to one count of forced labor for coercing an African-American man with an intellectual disability to work extensive hours at a restaurant for no pay. And this was from 2009 to 2014. And now he's going to get some restitution, too, which is really great. The South Carolina man that was forced uh, to work, John Christopher Smith, is now going to get $546,000. Yeah, salute to John Smith. Drop on the clues bombs for him. I hate how they keep saying enslaved, though. I keep seeing that headline. I hate that. Enslaved. Well, he was working without, yeah, he was working for without pay. Years? Yeah, but he's not a slave. I just keep, I hate the word enslaved, like. Yes, he was getting treated terribly, but enslaved. It was forced labor. He took advantage of his intellectual disability. disability. At one point, he took Damn. some hot tongs and burned him with them mm. because he didn't restock the buffet with fried chicken in time. And he also punched Mm-mm-mm. him, beat him with kitchen pans. He left him physically and psychologically scarred, and he was scared what, could ha- what would happen to him if he tried to escape. He said, I wanted to get out of there a long time ago, but I didn't have nobody I could go to. I couldn't go anywhere. Damn. I couldn't see none of my family. So he was being kidnapped, basically. Pretty much. How did he finally get out? Like, how did he finally decide to leave? An employee, an, an, empl- an employee's relative alerted mm. authorities of the abuse in 2014, and that's when the Department of Social Services removed Smith from the restaurant that year. What was Smith? And according to according what? to Abdullah Mustafa, from who's the president of the local chapter of the NAACP, he said we are talking about enslavement here. What was the guy charged with? I don't like that word, enslavement. I think that we do a disservice to our ancestors when we say that. But what was the guy charged with? Um, forced labor. Okay. So he didn't pay any amounts, no minimum wage even, no compensation at all. So, yes, he's going to, to um, 10 years in prison. So what would you call you? So what do you call it? You just call it kidnapping? Because kidnapping, kidnapping doesn't mean that you have to, to work labor. for free. Kidnapping, forced labor. Well, he was, yeah, he was kidnapped. He was assaulted he, over and over. He wasn't intellectually right to to make his own decisions, so he they kidnapped. He him. was I physically feel. harmed. He was yeah, beaten. He was beat. That's assault. Yeah, I just don't like comparing things to slavery. I just no. All right. Now Wednesday, a woman who didn't know she was pregnant gave birth on a flight to Hawaii. 
What? So Lavinia Munga was flying from Salt Lake City to Honolulu on April 28th for vacation when she gave birth to her son. He arrived early at just 29 weeks, but luckily there was a doctor from Hawaii and three ICU nurses that were also on board that seven-hour Delta flight to help deliver that baby. She was Mm -hmm. lucky. How many months was she? She said she was uh, it was, the baby was twenty nine weeks. She mm-hmm. didn't know she was pregnant. Wow. How how much is twenty nine weeks? I didn't. I didn't. I graduated That's like seven in high school. months. Seven months. And how you don't know you're mm-hmm. pregnant? She might have showed yeah. small. She might have been really small. Like like Gia, when she gets pregnant, you really you hardly see that she's pregnant. And you, and, and the first child we had was only four pounds. You I didn't think, know like, that your period wasn't coming for seven months. Well, sometimes. Well, some people. Some, some people women still get. Yeah, their some periods. people still bleed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely happened before. These people have gone to the bathroom and then gave birth and didn't know they were pregnant. It's and, definitely happened. And some people Seven got months. crazy periods. Like, you, you might have a period now and you don't have another period for four months. Like, you hear that a lot. Seven months is a long time to not feel something kicking in your stomach. Mm-hmm. Well, fortunately, <laughs> like we said, there were all these nurses and a doctor on board. All right. Seven now, the three months. main suspects yeah. accused of founding and maintaining a dark web child abuse image site with 400,000 members has been taken down in a global police sting. German police have arrested four members of a gang. They're saying it's the world's biggest child abuse image websites. And so, thank God, it was a police operation involving regional and federal German officers. They raided seven addresses across Germany and arrested those three men who were accused of operating Boys Town, is what it's called, a platform with indecent images and video of children. Who goes? That's just disgusting. Like, what type of people are... The fact that there was almost half a million members on this site is disgusting. Uh, but pedo- that is your page news. <laughs> you about to say it's what type nasty. of people go to that place is pedophiles. All right. Perverts, sick, twisted individuals. Jeez. All mm-hmm. right. All right. Well, that and is... And who's up line? It's just disgusting. Your front page news. Now, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. During rumors, we were talking about Ebony K. Williams, and she was doing Wendy, and this is what she said. You know what? This quarantine, I think, like a lot of couples, Wendy, it made us tell the truth about our relationship. How long were you with him before quarantine? Almost four years. I'll tell you what happened. He actually did not quarantine with me. He has three children, two of which are young adults, and he chose to quarantine in New Jersey with his semi-adult children. And for me, listen, I'm not a parent yet, so I'm not, I get that they're number one. Right. But I need to be number one, Wendy. He's a lovely man, just wasn't for me, you know? Yeah. He's older, didn't really want a new baby and all that stuff. I want, I want that stuff. All right. Well, let's ask. 800-585-1051. Fellas, uh, pandemic hits. Do you quarantine with your fiance or do you quarantine with your kids? And ladies, if your man doesn't quarantine with you, is it over? Is it a wrap? Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about something Ebony K. Williams said with Wendy Williams. Let's take a listen. You know what? This quarantine, I think, like a lot of couples, Wendy, it made us tell the truth about our relationship. How long were you with him before quarantine? Almost four years. I'll tell you what happened. He actually did not quarantine with me. He has three children, two of which are young adults, and he chose to quarantine in New Jersey with his semi-adult children. And for me, listen, I'm not a parent yet, so I'm not... I get that they're number one. Right. But I need to be number one, Wendy. He's a lovely man. Just wasn't for me, you know? Yeah. He's older, didn't really want a new baby and all that stuff. I want I want that stuff. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Are you quarantining with your kids or your fiancé? And ladies, if your man quarantined with his kids and not you for months at a time, what would you do, all right? 
Now, Yee, let's start with you. Mm-hmm. Now, if your man had, had a couple of kids and decided he was quarantining with his kids and not you, that was your fiance. You've been together for a while. What, what would you do in that situation? Man, that's a big if because I my man doesn't have that issue. So I can't. It depends. I think it would depend on how old the children are, too. Mm-hmm. Like, are your kids grown? Or can they handle things themselves? Can you? I would be okay with him quarantining for a while, but at some point, I would be like, okay, now let's see each other after uh, maybe like three months, four months. Okay. Charlamagne, what you doing? Uh, I don't know the full situation, so I'm only going off what uh, Ebony said on Wendy. So I'll take it out of that story and mm-hmm. just say, ideally, you know, we would all quarantine together, uh, especially if you're my fiance. But if I had to choose, if I had to choose, it would definitely be the kids. You know, none of us knew what COVID was. We didn't absolutely. know if it was the end of the world. We didn't know how dire the situation was. I would absolutely positively, you know, w- want to be with my kids in a situation like that if I was forced to choose. Like I said, ideally, all of us would be together because you are my fiance and I love you. You're my family, too. But if I had to choose, of course, I'm choosing my kids. Yeah, I, and I, I would say selfishly, I wouldn't want to quarantine with somebody else's kids. Like if they had to do homeschooling and I still got to work every day because Ebony was working this whole time still, too. So imagine like the house is kind of noisy. I don't know how big, you know, what is their house isn't that big. And now the kids are doing things in different rooms, going to school and I'm trying to work. I'd rather be by myself. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm quarantining with the kids. I mean, pandemic hit. We didn't know what it was. We thought it was going to take everybody's life away. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to all be safe. I'm, I mean, I ain't leaving my kids. I but ain't that, bailing on my family. That, that is a good point that you just said, though. I mean, Ebony got a whole life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Ebony is a whole entity unto herself. So she may not have been able to put herself in that position where she could quarantine with that family. It made more sense for her right. maybe to be by herself. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Jessica. How are you? Hey, Jess, how you doing this morning? Good, good. Now, your man did this to you? Yeah, so he's a truck driver, and he refused to come home. He just wanted to keep working. And so what happened was he came home to visit, and he contracted COVID from one of us. So there's that. Oh, (laughs) so he didn't come back. Once he got COVID in that house, he stayed away, huh? No, no, no. He was forced to stay on then. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Well, guess what? I hate I, I hate to sound selfish, but I thank you, man, for his service. Them truck drivers was definitely Absolutely. essential, and yeah, they kept things essential. moving during the pandemic. So salute to all the truck drivers out there. That's, that's the truth. Hello, who's this? Kenyatta. Hey, Kenyatta, good morning. Kenyatta, guess what? Ratio! <laughs> <laughs> I'm white. Wow. No way. You're a liar. No way. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I am not okay if I have a man and he's quarantining with his baby mama. I don't have any kids, but I just feel like, yeah, that's not okay. What were you doing the rest of the time? Anything can happen to the kids any time of year, so don't be with her. Like, <laughs> now, the pandemic. Now, if you quarantined for that many months, y'all are sleeping together, so now, don't be with her. Now, I didn't hear Ebony say that. Was, was he quarantining with the baby mama and the kids? I didn't hear her yeah, say that either. I mean, that, that is a good point. She if they're young two kids, two adult kids, and one was younger, so you, I mean, you gotta think that yes, it's probably his ex there as well. I feel like Ebony would have said that though. But I feel like going back and forth from one house to the other, some mothers or fathers would be like, "I don't want you leaving and going out, and then coming back and bringing COVID, and then the kids get it." Because that happens too. Like they go back and forth between the parents' houses, and as a responsible parent, you can't go outside of that bubble. Yeah, because even during the pandemic, uh, my assistant stayed with us that whole time because we were scared. We didn't know what was happening. We didn't want anybody in and out the house. So we wanted to make sure that, you know, our house was clean and, and, and safe. So, yeah, we didn't let people in and out our house either. 
But I get that. Yeah, I don't know if he was quarantining with the baby mama, though. I don't want to just throw that that out there. But, yes, that would be wild. If he was quarantining with the baby mama and the other kids and just leaving your fiancé alone, nah. All right, well, 800-585-1051. Ebony K. Williams was talking to Wendy Williams. She said that her and her man broke up. She said during the pandemic, you know, he chose to quarantine with his kids and not her. And she had a problem with it. So what we're asking, what are your thoughts? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Ebony K. Williams. Uh, her and her fiancé broke up uh, during the pandemic. She said during the pandemic, her man... Well, let's just hear what she said. She was talking to Wendy Williams. You know what? This quarantine, I think, like a lot of couples, Wendy, it made us tell the truth about our relationship. How long were you with him before quarantine? Almost four years. I'll tell you what happened. He actually did not quarantine with me. He has three children, two of which are young adults, and he chose to quarantine in New Jersey with his semi-adult children. And for me, listen, I'm not a parent yet, so I'm not... I get that they're number one. Right. But I need to be number one, Wendy. He's a lovely man. Just wasn't for me, you know? Yeah. He's older, didn't really want a new baby and all that stuff. I want, I want that stuff. So we're asking 800-585-1051, what would you do? Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? DJ MD Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. Peace, King. Julius, what up, brother? Good morning to y'all. Good morning to y'all. Look, first of all, I just want to say that woman is a fiance, and she did not become number one until those vows are made. So this man already had kids. Those kids are number one. And in those times where they're unknown, nobody knows what's going on, them kids is number one. I want to be with my kids, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, even after the vows are made, though, they'll still your kids. They're still your kids. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Hello, who's this? Chanel. Hey, Chanel. Good morning. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Uncle Morning. Carla. Peace, peace, peace. How are you? Now, your man say he's quarantining with his kids and not you. What, what you doing? Nah, he gotta go because if he's not quarantining with me, that means he's quarantining with another woman. You're not gonna use your kids as an excuse. <laughs> Ooh, so you don't even trust him. <laughs> but what if you no, 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 no. what if you talking to him every day though, like and every day, and he really is home that with his don't kids? Mean Listen, girl, I'm gonna say in the time in this pandemic though, you're not gonna just have random women coming over and you with your kids in the house. That is true. Hello, who's this? this Some Darryl, people might have. Daryl, what's up, man? <laughs> Now, now well, uh, pandemic hits, you quarantining with your kids, your fiance, what you doing? I'm quarantining with my kids, bro. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know why any woman would want to put themselves in that situation. When it comes to power rankings, it's impossible to come before the kids, especially when they're a certain age. Right. That's my flesh right. and blood. Um, like, I'm just speaking from experience. You're going to end up having to follow anyway with your lady. You're hearing each other's face all morning, all day. That's automatic. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, the ideal situation would be to have your fiance you know, and the kids all together. But if not, and I got to choose, I'm definitely choosing my kids. But y'all keep adding this other variable of the baby mama being over there too. I don't know if that's the case. It makes sense if you say it because if if they have two kids that's young adult, one that's younger than that, who the kids with? The kids ain't just living there by themselves. They they might go to college in Jersey. We don't know. There are, there are parents who they had their kids going back and forth, but only between each other's houses. And in that case, a lot of times the parents would be like, you're not allowed to go anywhere and bring anything back into the house with the kids. Yeah, no, Because there are parents college who co-parent. We ain't nobody coming in and out of our house. Hello, this who's this? Hi, Jessica. Hey, Jessica, good morning. Good morning. I feel that I wouldn't want to be with a guy who wouldn't put his kids first, number one. Word. 
Yeah, like, I mean, there's no reason for him not to put the kids first. I don't care what age it is. We didn't know what was going on. The pandemic was crazy. You don't know what's going on if he has his ex-wife there or if his ex-wife is visiting. But that mother comes first. You got to respect that. Okay. This is what I love about black people, just people in general. We added a whole other variable to the story. Yes, and we don't absolutely. even we don't even know if it exists. You no, know what I'm saying? We just had a, I thought it was a simple conversation about would you quarantine with your kids or quarantine with your fiance. Now y'all done added a whole other woman into the equation. This yes. man is shacked up with another woman yes. and his kids at the same time. Yep. We don't even know if that's the situation. Yep, they was at a hotel. Wasn't Lord even a have mercy. <laughs> the baby mama, him and the baby mama then reconciled and got back together and realized that they are in love with each other during the pandemic. Pandemic. There's Lord only two have mercy. They had to sleep on the same bed, but they slept <laughs> on different sides, all that. Lord have mercy. <laughs> What's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is, like I said, if it, an ideal situation, it would be the fiance and the kids. But if not, I'm definitely choosing my kids. Like it, that's tough, bro. Like it, it, it's tough to even think that he's going to put his kids before you. And as one of the women called when they said, uh, you know, as one of the women said when they called, like I wouldn't trust a man who didn't put his kids before, right, before uh, any woman. Right. Well, we got rumors on the way, Yi. Well, since we're talking about breakups, let's talk about Drake allegedly destroying an eight-year relationship. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes. That was a Good morning. great conversation we just had. Ebony K. Williams will actually be on the show um, next week. She'll be on Breakfast Club next week. But um, heads up, the kids were 20. Mm-hmm. 18 and 13. Okay. Yes, that's how old the kids were. 2018 and 13. 2018 and 13. Okay. I would still want to be with my kids right. 2018 and 13. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially during especially because it was a pandemic, because mm-hmm. it was COVID. We don't we didn't we didn't know what that was. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what was going to happen in the world. Yes, uh I think you would want to be with your kids in a situation. Ideal situation, all of y'all together, but if I got to choose, mm-hmm. I'm going with the kids. All right. Now, did y'all did y'all see that Diddy changed his middle name officially? To love. Yeah, I did see that. He been yeah. did that. Yeah, did, did you guys, it's on his license now, so he posted it. Hmm. Now, did you guys like your names growing up? Um, No. My, my middle name is Larry. <laughs> and the only reason I didn't like my first name, Leonard, is because people would always say Leonard because they would always think it was mm-hmm. a misspelling. But it's not a misspelling. My name is Leonard, L-E-N-A-R-D. But Let him know. It's Leonard. But they would always say Leonard. And so I got tired of correcting teachers. So I was just like, man, just call me Larry, man. Yeah, my name was a little too long to fit on the uh, Scantron <laughs> when you had to take the standardized <laughs> standardized test. My name never fit, so they always called me Rashu because oh. the N never fit. Rashu. Rashu. That sounds like a sneeze. And, Bless and, you. And the way my mom spelled it, R-A-A capital S-H-A-U-N, was just always difficult to explain to people. It's two A's? <laughs> yeah, two A's and capital Rashana. S. Rashana. That's crazy. It's not Rashawn. Why would they name you Rashana, bro? It's not bro. Rashawn, it's Rashawn. <laughs> That's wild. It's R-A-A-S-H-A-U-N. My mom wanted to be different, so she did two A's and a capital S. Well, she achieved that. She achieved she that. Died. I don't know anybody else. Nah, no. R-A-A capital S. H-A-U-N. Nah, I know some Rashans. Not spelled like Not this. Not spelled like that. I mean, that's because y'all fake bougie. That's, that's just like that's just that's like when people say oh, their name we is fake bougie. Listen, yeah, Leonard. That's why when people bougie. say their name is Leonard. Val Johnson. <laughs> like people, like, remember like people. dude from Family Matters? God, I think he died. God bless the dead. His name was Reginald Val Johnson. You know your last name, Johnson. Like yeah. like like that's like Leonard. Yeah. They want to be Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> talk about drama. You better shut up. <laughs> what? You better shut I up. I got a good name, bro. I found out your real name last week. What's his name? I don't want to say. <laughs> Tell him your name, Dramos. Danny. What's your, Danny what? 
Ramos. No, it's not. Tell, Danny, give him the whole name. Danny Benjamin Ramos. Danny Benjamin. This guy is a fake Puerto Rican I've ever met <laughs> with. What about? Puerto Rican you know named Ben Danny that Benjamin? His name is Irish. How are you talking right now? I'm talking to you. Okay? <laughs> no, it's crazy. not about me. Our last names we didn't pick. <laughs> That's right. But your middle name, <laughs> Danny Benjamin. Benjamin. Man, shut up. Trying to assimilate with white culture. Man, Leonardo. <laughs> Please. Leonard McCallum, a little leprechaun. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, Reginald Bell Johnson is still alive. Call from, that's Carl from Family Man. I'm sorry. You just I killed mean, that man. Wow. Hey, man, I didn't know, wow. bro. I thought he passed. No, Uncle Phil passed. That I know. Okay. God said, God rest him. He's from Queens, too. They just killed a guy from Luther Queens. Luther Reginald Bell Johnson. Shout out to him, man. I didn't know, man. He's alive, guys. He's alive. All bro. right, guys, wrap it up. We don't want y'all killing nobody else. <laughs> You're right. Rumors next. What are we talking about? <laughs> That was it. Um, let's talk about Drake and this alleged uh, situationship where he is being accused of destroying an eight-year relationship. The show is so informed. All right, we'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Hey. Charlamagne the God. We are Old the people love Club. screaming our letters. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. All right, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Drake. Drake! This is The Rumor Report. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Drake is being accused of being a home wrecker. Now, this guy, Jamie Sun, who's a singer, was engaged to his girlfriend, who's also a singer, Naomi Sharon. They had an eight-year relationship until, allegedly, she got flued out, and he was there, too. Her fiancé was there, too. And mm-hmm. that was for Drake's certified Loverboy album recording sessions. Apparently, Drake wanted to work with her. So the couple went out there to meet and they started recording her vocals for the album. And he now has posted, imagine having the most beautiful, supportive and faithful relationship eight years long with an engagement and wedding planned. A beautiful woman on your side is ride or die. Then this major opportunity comes and a world star calls your fiance to sign a record deal, flies you both over. And then out of nowhere, all that trust is vanished with knives in your back and in your heart. He said, I am no longer with the person people think I'm together with. I'm no longer with the eight years I thought I was together with. I am no longer with the engagement I thought I was together with. That's so, got to suck if Drake smashes your chick. Now you got to delete all Drake's music out your playlist. That's a <laughs> lot of music, bro. That's a, decade, that's a decade of music, a decade of features. Were they ma- you said they were married or just? No, engaged. They've been together for eight years. We can't blame Drake, though. Hey, it's not Drake's fault. It's not, not Drake's, Drake's fault, fault at all. You can't blame Drake. He told you he's a sniper. What's you supposed to do? It's not Drake's fault. And the crazy thing is, to me, it's like, okay, you've been with this guy for eight years. You go fly out, go to work with Drake. It ain't like that's going to be your new man. You know what I mean? That's like a, okay, a fling or whatever it is. And we don't know if it's true or not, by the way. Just that's true. It. It's all, it's all alleged. <laughs> it is all alleged. But what, if she, what if she did it for them? What, what if she mean? did? What if she did that? <laughs> For them, like, what are you talking what about? What if she did it for them? What if she did it like to put, that, put herself in a she, position? Like that, like that movie with Demi Moore, indecent where, proposal? where, where, where had the, yeah, indecent there you proposal. go, like, there took you go, L, like took a like took the L for the for. for I the, mean, that's not really an L. It's not an L. It's not no. an L. Took the D. Oh, you would do it. I would do it. I don't have to. <laughs> I don't know. This, I don't know this woman's situation. <laughs> I don't know this young lady's situation. Level up, level up. <laughs> nah, I mean, no, 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 you can't do that. No. But I mean, I, I mean, we're saying allegedly because it is allegedly. But Correct. I mean, the, the, the young man put it out there. 
He did. You know I know Drake. I mean, Drake hasn't responded. He might have a whole nother story. Why would he have Drake? And sometimes, and sometimes people jump to conclusions. Like if you see a text message and you're like, oh, you slept with him. You don't know. And you know. if Drake had to respond to every guy who who every every guy whose girl he smashed, maybe all day. Mm. Right. Yeah. His album would be delayed. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it is. For- all right, now Clipper star Kawhi Leonard went on Instagram Live, and you know he never does that. And he has uh, his upcoming Culture Jam project. So he also shared some music from that as well. So he said it's merging hip hop and basketball together, and it's going to drop later this year. Let me find Y'all out. Y'all excited for that? Actually, I am. Number one, me and Kawhi Leonard share the same born day, so he's a cancer, and I always appreciate cancers and their artistic abilities. But the fact that Kawhi does not express himself often. Music might be his expression. We mm. might really find out who Kawhi Leonard is through his music. I am absolutely intrigued. Really? All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, he, his song is going to be out this Friday. By the way, the song with uh, Young Boy Never uh, Young Boy and uh, Rod Wave. Oh, he rapping? Everything. I haven't heard it, so I guess we'll see on Friday. <laughs> Kawhi but Leonard doing music? I didn't see that one coming. That wasn't one I had lined up on my 2021 nah, chart. I didn't see that one either. I'm here for it. I want to hear it. All right, now, Cat Williams did an Instagram Live interview with Fat Joe, and amongst the things that he talked about was whether or not drugs enhances his funny. I can't enjoy it as much as regular people because the whole time I'm thinking, how the f*** did they think of that What kind of he was on to think of some like that? The misconception is that there are drugs that can help you do your job. No, there isn't. There aren't job drugs that help you memorize, to be creative, to come up with something that somebody didn't already say, to figure out the funny thing in something tragic. Those are not the side effects of drugs. Those are the side effects of brilliance. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Kat. And I commend anybody who can think on drugs, because I can't. When I'm on drugs, I think about nothing. I'm just What about stuck. marijuana? That's all the only that's drug the only, I take. Yeah, that's the only drug I'm hoping to take. I'm thinking about nothing except for what I want to eat. That's it. All right. In addition, he talks about his famous perm that's not going anywhere. I'm only the greatest comedian living because I have more female fans than any comedian on the globe. A perm is an homage to them anyway. They know what that is. They let me in the business thinking that maybe I was soft out there. You understand? But it was a misconception. So even as the pimp comedian, you have to understand the brilliance in the fact that he's told no pimp jokes. So they downplay me because they must. Because the guy that you're saying is crazy and maybe a crackhead has outworked you every second that he has been a peer of yours. Okay, in addition to that, he talks about um, Richard Pryor. My inspiration has never stopped. So I'm as inspired by the guys I'm watching on TikTok as I am inspired by a Richard Pryor or a George Carlin. Richard Pryor really was a sucking crackhead because he said he was, and yet he is our king. Don't care, you gotta stop. In his autobiography, he tells you who he slept with, what he did. That's what made him the GOAT, is because he did not hide the things that were bad in his life, the things that you wouldn't tell anybody about. He told that. Mm, Cat is correct again. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever judges you when you live your truth. I mean, they might, but it doesn't matter because it's your truth. When you live your truth, nobody can use your truth against you. That's what Richard Pryor did very well. 
Yes, I remember reading Richard Pryor's book and being like, oh, he did what? And yeah. just the fact that he was so honest about it, because most people would never put that in a book. Yeah, if I'm correct, he was he wasn't he was with a he was with a transgender, right? Trans woman. Trans woman, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and he said he was right. high. And, and then he said she could just stay for the weekend. Come right. on, we said, already. Yeah. He said he was high, and when he got down there, there was a little something extra. He just. <laughs> He just went with it. I read his book too. That's what I, was, I read the same thing. He said it just like that. He said, "Hey, a little something." Something to that, yeah, something to that effect. It was some comedic effect in there. Okay. Yeah. And then, it, and then it was kind of like, "Well, you're here, so let's have a good weekend. <laughs> let's go." All right. Well, we're that here. is your rumor report. <laughs> I guess I'm queer. <laughs> Coast is clear. All right. Bet <laughs> you forgot to do the tuck and fold, is what he said. I ain't playing with y'all today. Who are you giving your donkey to, man? Uh, we need a guy named Francis. What's this guy's name? Francis Gitt to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, please. Uh, they say America's not a racist country. I can't tell. We'll discuss for after that. All right. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Brooklyn North, a true crime documentary about four wrongfully convicted men in the New York City of the 80s and 90s. Your first 30 days of Audible Plus are free. Sign up at audible.com slash breakfast club. This is America. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Well, donkey of the day for Tuesday, May 4th, goes to a Lancaster County, South Carolina volunteer fire chief named Francis Butch Gint. Oh, the mayonnaise is heavy on this one. I really said to myself, I'm going to attempt to do donkey of the day this week and not talk about race once. I mean, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott and our vice president Kamala Harris said America is not a racist country. So I figured it would be pretty easy to do that. Right. I mean, since our black elected officials say America is not a racist country, then I must be reaching every day looking for stories of white folks being racist because according to senator scott and madam vp harris america is not a racist country right well guess what just because you believe you can fly doesn't mean you can okay i don't care who says america is not a racist country i don't care what position they're in i don't care how much money they have it's just a white devil damn lie okay i think uh that by repeating this lie over and over they are trying to create what is known as the illusion of truth effect you know, that whole repeat a lie often enough and it becomes the truth? No, that's a law of propaganda that came from a Nazi. So don't let anyone keep peeing on your head and telling you it's Mike's Hard Lemonade because it's not. Okay, this is a racist country. Always has been. And unless we make some radical systemic changes, always will be. See, I'm not a delusional person who thinks they can change the hearts of people. No, 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 not at all. I would rather focus on, you know, racist legislation, uh, racist systems, holding people accountable for their racism professionally and personally, civil and criminal. I want to weed out racism and bigotry at its root because that's what America spelled with three K's was founded on. And that's what we need to get rid of. Case in point, Francis Butch Gint. Now, remember, I told you he's a volunteer fire chief. Well, he resigned recently. Why did he resign? 
Because of a post he put on Facebook, I do not know why racists who hold corporate jobs or who are elected officials think they are only sending these messages to their closest friends. We all can see you. And in this case, Francis Gint had a message for the police. Let's go to WBTV CBS 3 for the report, please. A 42-year veteran of the Volunteer Fire Department, Chief Francis Gent, wrote a racially charged post saying police should stop responding to calls in black neighborhoods because the people there would eventually, quote, he wrote, kill each other and the, quote, fake news wouldn't have a story. He has since deleted that Facebook post. I, I, I sincerely apologize. I, I don't I don't want to stir up unrest in our community. I want us to be together. I want us to heal. I, I guess it was racially insensitive. I did not mean it that way. Gent says he was lashing out in frustration at the national news media and the way he feels cable news portrays the police. And now everybody's trying to rip them apart and make sure that they're trying to disband them and and put their lives in jeopardy. Gantz says he wrote a letter of apology to the city council and is planning a meeting with leaders in the black community soon. I, I love my community, I love my people, and, and I'd do anything for any of them, and I didn't mean this to hurt them. The Gantz tells me that if the city council asks him to step down, he completely understands and will comply immediately. He also has told me that he has officially sworn off social media. L li listen how the news reported that story. Something blatantly racist called racially insensitive. Uh, he, 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 uh, she said, some say it's violent, uh, some, he literally said he just wants to kill, he wants, uh, us to kill each other. Okay. It's killing, not violent. Okay. Francis, we don't need you giving the police any more reasons not to protect and serve us. Okay. Stop responding to black neighborhoods. They will eventually kill each other. As if them responding to black neighborhoods doesn't often lead to them killing us. I'm glad he resigned. And that's one reason I'm glad social media exists, because it makes it very hard to hide who you are when you really feel strongly about something like this guy Francis did. It's hard not to say something. No matter how hard they try to tuck their racism, they will eventually re reveal it in a Facebook post. And that's what we need. We need to know who's who. If we don't know who's who, we can't root out the evil. When we know who's who, we can stomp out all the evil. But just remember, kids. Even though this volunteer firefighter Francis Gint is clearly racist, America is not a racist country. Please, the next person who interviewed Senator Tim Scott or VP Kamala Harris, ask them for me. If America is not a racist country, what do we call this? Please let Kathy Griffin give Francis Gint the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh. uh -huh. I just want to know what you call it. If America's not a racist country, what do you call that? Mm -mm. That's all. A racist country. A country where people do racist things. A country where people do racist things. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Mm -hmm. Now, when we come back, we have comedian Michael Che joining us. From Saturday Night Live. He's got a uh, special, no, he's got a TV show coming on HBO Max, a series. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And we're going to talk Called to Called That next. Damn Michael Che. That's right. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line. Michael Che, welcome. What's up, bro? How you feeling, man? How's everything? Blessed black and highly favored, King. How are you? <laughs> everything is good, man. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Now, hold on. Are you in New York? Yeah, I'm in so, Manhattan. They so why, why couldn't you come to the studio? Oh, because I had to take like uh, four tests or something like that, and I was like, I'd rather just do it. Four here. tests? You got to take one test. You take one we rapid take test. It. Maybe it was explained to me uh, poorly. 
Damn. I wish you could be in studio, man. You got your uh, your HBO Max comedy series, that damn Michael Che coming out May 6th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm excited. It's, it's coming out this Thursday. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. I can't wait for you guys to see it. What makes it so crazy? You know, you work on SNL for long enough. You know, it's a lot of network uh, standards and uh, things that we could do on that show that we couldn't do at, at SNL. So it's kind of it's kind of fun. Now, now, Michael, what, tell me what I'm missing about Elon Musk, man. What, what makes him so controversial? Because I saw in page six it says the cast won't be forced to appear with Elon Musk. I'm like, <laughs> what, what, what makes him so controversial that the cast wouldn't even want to stand next to him? What am I missing? I don't know. I think white people just uh, don't like their billionaires for some reason. It's weird because <laughs> we love our billionaires. I mean, if Oprah or Tyler Perry was coming, we'd be all excited mm-hmm. about it. But for whatever reason, I don't know. I think it's a little embarrassing when they realize uh, how much wealth they actually have. But, I, I, you know, it's the richest man in the world. I mean, of course I want to meet him. Yeah, I don't understand it. I'm like, well, what what has Elon done? I'm I'm looking for the comments. I'm looking for things he may have done. I don't see it. Why? I don't get it. I, it's, it's, it's kind of strange to me, to be honest with you. I, he's a polarizing guy, man. It's, uh, you know, when you have that much. But I, I think that's what makes the show exciting, honestly. It's like, he's been on other shows before. I don't right. know why SNL specifically. I think it's a good thing. Though. I think it means people still care about the show in some way, at least, because they wouldn't care if, they wouldn't know if they didn't care, you know? So uh, I think people still kind of take ownership of even who's booked on the show because the show's still relevant after 46 seasons, which right. is insane to me. I, I mean, I wish, I, I hope people care about what I'm doing 46 years into what, me doing it, you know? That's is, right. And is I, comedy too sensitive now? Is, is things too sensitive? Oh, no, I think it's perfect. I love it. I, I love that it's No, sensitive. you don't. It's, I love it. It means people ain't going to want to do it as much, man. It's, it's great. It's perfect <laughs> for me. You know, there's a reason why y'all do what y'all do and y'all show is what it is, is because you're willing to do what a lot of people aren't willing to do. Man. You're willing to take the lumps and you're willing to, you know, say what you what you say is going to have power and impact, you know, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that idea. I like that. That's that's the case, because if that wasn't the case, then anybody would be trying this. And then, you know, what, what would be so cool about me doing it? Damn, that's a good ass point. So because so, to get involved in something like comedy or radio or anywhere where you expressing your voice, and your opinion has got to be worth the risk for you. Yeah, man. It's, that's what makes it exciting. That's why people want to see you. That's why people want to hear what you want to say. That's why doing a show, doing the breakfast club, people want to hear what you're going to say on that show because they know that that show is going to is going to come correct. And so for me, I love when it's sensitive. I love when everybody's sensitive about it because they know that I don't care and it makes business better for me. Now, uh, I also was reading about how Elon Musk um, was crowdsourcing. Like he, he hit his hit his followers up on Twitter and asked for some, <laughs> some he, he called them skit, but they're sketches, sketch ideas. <laughs> Did that offend you? No, man, I think it's great. I hope he does some of them, man. This makes my job easy. I don't got to write as much. Perfect. <laughs> Are you writing anything for Elon? Hell yeah, I'm right. I'm trying to write. I'm getting uh, so much done. I, I want to just give him so many ideas, man. It's fun. It's exciting. Working with the, the richest man in the world. The richest man in the world? Yeah. That is baffling. Yeah, I'm, I, I promise you I was just so confused because I was like, well, what? I, I really wanted to know what Elon's original sin was that everybody got so mad that he was hosting SNL. Like, I think that's a great get for SNL. Know. Yeah, I, I really don't know either. I mean, I'm sure somebody somebody knows. I'm, I'm sure it's not nothing, but um, we'll see. I think it's, it's cool. It's like it's, it's, it's polarized. I like when the show kind of has that edge. 
what's the goal for a, a black man at SNL now? Because you know there was there was the Chris Rocks and the Eddie Murphys, you know, who were there for short stints, but then Keenan kind of changed the game by being there. Forever. <laughs> like, like, what is Mike, yeah, what, what, like 15, 16 years 15, 16, yeah. What does Michael Che want to do? I don't know, man. I mean, I, I've been there like seven years now, which is, which blows my mind. It doesn't feel like it. But I mean, to me, it's, I, I like it. There. Like, you get your summer, you, you, you still get enough off time to be able to do other things. You know, when I first started as a writer at SNL, I was like the only black writer there. I was the only one. It was Keenan and Jay on the cast and then just me. And so now you got, since I've been there, there's been Leslie, there's been Chris Redd, there's been Sam Jay, there's been, you know, so many different black people, so many different, Gary Richardson. So there's, there's so many different black voices now where stuff wouldn't have worked when I first got there because nobody in the room knew what we was talking about. So now when there's six, seven black people in the room, mm -hmm. we could kind of have guests like Chappelle and we could have guests like, you know, Issa, we could have guests that we probably wouldn't have had before. So there, there, there were rumors that you was going to leave SNL because of this series. You're going to wait for it to be successful first before you, you bounce out? <laughs> I don't think anybody leaves SNL. You still see Maya Rudolph do the skits, man. You still see, you know, Alec Baldwin's been there for 20 years. He's hosted more than anybody else. Like, you, I don't think you ever really leave SNL. You know, it's just more like, I guess the workload changes the, the more you have to do outside of the show. All right, we got more with Michael Che. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Michael Che. Charlamagne? So, so what's the premise of, the, of, of the, that damn Michael Che? That's a good question, man. Uh, it's really just, it's a sketch show. It started out as just a sketch show. And um, it kind of built organically where we would do these kind of tie-ins and these uh, a loose narrative to theme the sketches together to make it different from SNL, to make it different from any other sketch show that we've seen before. So we was really just trying to make what we wanted to watch, you know? And a lot of the topics is the stuff that we talk about, the way we would approach stand-up comedy, a lot of the same subject matter, but, you know, just in sketch form. So, you know, we got a lot of, you know, crazy guests. We got Amari Harwick, we got Met the Man, we got... Uh, we got Jeffrey Owens on it, who's hilarious. You got Ellen Clegg on. We got a lot of just fun people that we wanted to work with anyway. And uh, it's it pretty cool. You must got some great attorneys to be able to get you a carve out to do another sketch show. Yeah, nah, it's ill, man. It's ill. We got, you know, <laughs> I, I've been kind of lucky. I, I, I'm for real. I've been kind of lucky. Like, I can't find, I have people complain about, you know, their experiences on network or their experiences at the show, man, I, I really can't complain. Ske sketch is tough, too, man, because, you know, especially when you're black, because the bar is in living color. Mm -hmm. The bar is Chappelle show. Mm -hmm. You know, sketch sketch can be very hit or miss. We have a whole episode just about that, just talking about, you know, following your heroes, following the goats. I mean, I was raised on living color. I was raised on partners in crime, you know, same as everybody else. So, you know, it's you really just want to, like I said, you really just want to do the show that you want to see. You know, you really just want to, Cause that's the only way it's gonna stay true, and you know, people. I think people like it. It's so crazy that you look at the living color and be like, "There's no way in hell a living color could live right now with all the things." It could. You think it so? It could, man. Yeah, it could, man. You, you look. I'm telling you, the, the, what people are saying is not quite reality. It means they can't do it, but it, it truly can. You seen it? Like how many times you seen somebody on TikTok or somebody on Instagram do something wild, flagrant, and it's got. 7 million views, 100 million, you know, whatever it is, it's, people can, people still want that content. People still want that edgy stuff. They still want to laugh at it. Mm -hmm. It's just 
a lot of people are afraid to do it. And, and that's good for us. But that's the problem with the networks, right? Because your point is very valid. The problem with the networks is if y'all busy watering things down and y'all busy playing it safe, the people will just go where they can get that stuff, which is the YouTube, which is the social media. They don't got to sit around and watch this watered down woke TV. You're absolutely correct, but and that's and that to me, that's why it's so cool when people are like, "Oh man, who's hosting SNL? He shouldn't be doing that. He shouldn't be like." It's like, wow, you still care about what's going on on network, even though you have all this entertainment out there in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have all these different outlets, and people still care about what we're doing. That's a testament to that show, you know. So it's all good to me because there's room for everybody. It's only 24 hours in a day, so you're gonna at some point narrow down what you want to watch and find a way to get to. it. And you, you you got a bunch of the uh, cast members of SNL on your show too, right? That damn Michael Che. Yeah, we got we got Heidi on there. We got Cecily. We got Keenan and Chris doing some voice on a cartoon. It's crazy, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of fun stuff and surprises in there. What's the sketches you did for your show that y'all presented in the SNL room? But SNL said it was too edgy. <laughs> oh man, nothing actually. I, there, there was nothing on this show. We did this show during the summer, but there's a, there's most of the I would say about eighty five percent of the stuff on this show we definitely can't do i mean we got a we got a sketch about uh <laughs> we got a lot of wild stuff on sketch there, about man. what tell, gotta, us gotta, gotta... <laughs> tell us now tell us now you got a sketch about what no nah, we got we got a lot of wild stuff man we got it's it's fun it's put it this way it's literally when you watch it you're gonna be like oh i, I see what he's saying it's directly to a black experience that maybe snl wouldn't even be comfortable putting on tv because I still think people, when they see an SNL sketch, they still think it's like some white dude, you know, in their study thinking about what, how black, how they see black people, you know, because, you know, the show's historically a white show, I guess you would say. So even stuff that we would do that we think is funny, people would be uncomfortable with it because they don't know that it's us writing it, or they don't mm-hmm. know that it's us just kind of talking directly to our audience. But that's the ill thing about being on a variety show is that all of that could cut through where, you could put on a sketch where uh, out of the 10 sketches, one sketch, you're like, I, I don't get it. And another group is like, this is perfect. You know what I mean? This is the one we like. You know, the people come up to me all the time and they tell me a different thing that's the best sketch and we need to do 10 more sketches like it. And they're all different. So that's, you know, something for everybody on that show. But this show is targeted. Is it hard to find a comedic approach, you know, for topics like racial profiling or police brutality? Or do you even go down that road? I don't think it's I don't think it's hard at all, man. I think is I think to me that's the most fun. To me, the 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 lightning, the lightning in the bottle is that's when you catch the lightning in the bottle. That's when you catch that that charge with it, where that energy is because people have strong feelings about it. So when mm-hmm. you mention it, they know exactly right. how they feel about it. You know, it's raw. So it's uh, to me that's the best stuff. That's the easiest. It's harder to make comedy about stuff I don't care about. Is it a limited series or is it going to be? Multiple seasons? What's it? What is it going to be? I don't know, man. I I, I want to see kind of you know what it does. We're dropping six episodes on Thursday, and um, you know we'll see we'll, we'll see uh, what it is. It took so long to do these six because of COVID, because it has enough schedule. You know, like I said, we wrote it in the summer, so a lot of the stuff you know we we, we hope is it's still fresh. We hope nobody touched it. it it's kind of crazy that no one has. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy that this stuff still holds up. And it's still kind of exciting. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe we'll do some more this summer. All right. Well, Michael Che, we want you in studio, man. Man, I want to come to studio. I'll, I'll do something else. You right here in New York. We right in Tribeca. Pull up. Get the anal swab. 
And let's <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> hey man, hopefully in like two or three weeks, it won't even be that way. It's it's looking like uh, they about to open everything. Yeah, I'm July, talking. July first. Yeah, he said July one, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Charlemagne gets the anal swab every day. That's why he's no, so I excited don't. about it. Envy gets the Terry. Envy gets the anal swab, and then he does the nose swab right after it with the same Q-tip. <laughs> but we need you up here, brother. Hey, man, thank you for having me, for real. Yes, sir. Michael Chase said, I ain't with y'all with the anal swab, man. That damn Michael <laughs> Chase. Make sure you check it out this Thursday. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you, brother. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, during an interview with Wallow from Where's Wallow, Birdman was talking about how much money that he makes annually from the Masters of the Cash Money Records artists and former artists as well, and the biggest wire that he's received. So it starts off with him talking about the biggest wire. What's the biggest wire you ever received from music at one time? Maybe like 400, but I done got this shit like three, four, five times, man. I've been around in this shit, like real getting real bags. My first big one was like, I always got the 10, 20, 30, 40s, but we went to getting that shit hopping up to 250, 350, 400 German, like, but we've been getting them for a minute. Salute to my guy Wallow, man. Him and Gilly do not take their foot off the gas. I love what those kings are doing. So wait a minute. They said he got checks, wires for three, four hundred million a couple of times. Mm hmm. All right. In addition, he talks about how much they make a year on Masters. How do you make money off the masters? If it has a value. If it don't have a value, you're just sitting on some shit that's dead. But it's still your shit, you know? That's understandable, but <clears throat> our shit have value. We license the music. I just started letting people sample my shit. Yeah, it's a gang of ways you make money with your masters. You know, we generate $20, $30 million a year just on our masters. Yeah, I remember reading, uh, I believe in Forbes, that cash money is generated like $1.8 billion in gross revenue since 1998. So I don't know if Birdman capping. I doubt it. I don't see the reason. I don't see the reason he would have to cap. But I do know if you generated that kind of money, it should never be any artist on your label disgruntled about some paper. Not only that, I just know there was a, a time, didn't they uh, foreclose on a home or something that he had in Miami? That was Scott Storch's home or something like that? that wasn't, oh, I don't know. Yeah, but so, that, sometimes that the foreclosure... Sometimes a foreclosure might mean that it was a situation that you just wanted to get out of it because the that's house true. isn't worth as much as what is left that you have to pay on it. You know, yeah, so there's all kinds of true. reasons why people let that happen. I'm going to be honest. That sounded like some hate, bro. Me? Yeah. No, no, I'm just asking. <laughs> that sounded like, like some no. left field hate for no reason. No, I'm just asking because if you make those amount of checks, mm -hmm. you know, and things are getting foreclosed and you're having problems with your artists, and, and I know Birdman, I'm cool with him, but I just always think, like, where do we go wrong with our financial? Like, do we not know how we invest in? Do we just spend money frivolously or are yeah. accountants or lawyers stealing our money? Like, it, it don't make sense. So I always try to count somebody's money to see what they do. Cause I, oh, I, so I, your I pocket, you make, be counting people's pockets. Yeah, because I don't want to make this. Same, no, I'm with you. The I same do too. The same things that they do wrong, I don't want to do but, wrong. Yeah, I don't think, um, I don't know nothing about the foreclosure, but yeah, if you generated that kind of money, it should never be any artist on your label disgruntled about some paper, ever. All right, now Tiffany Haddish did an interview on E! News Daily Pop, and she was talking about adopting. You know, she also was once in foster care, and now she's taking parenting classes. Here's what she said. Taking parenting classes now to adopt. I'm looking at, you know, five and up, really like seven. I want them to be able to know how to use the restroom on their own and talk. I want them to know that I put in the work and I wanted them 
I don't want to pay nobody to carry my baby neither. Because then I have to go through a process of giving myself injections and all that stuff. When I was 21, I was really hard up with money and I gave up a bunch of eggs. So who knows? I might got some kids out here in the streets. Hmm. Tiffany will make an amazing mother. She's a great person and she's great with kids. And she's I agree. That, and, I, and she's been through that foster care system. So, you know, mm-hmm. she, she, knows, she, knows, right. she knows the love of, of foster child needs. Yeah. All right, now Mike Tyson, he has a, a upcoming ABC News series that's uh, all about him, and it's called Mike Tyson, The Knockout. And here is a piece of that trailer. When you think about Mike Tyson in the ring, he was unbeatable. But outside the ring... The only person that defeated him was him. Robin, does he hit you? He shakes, he pushes, he, um, he swings. His life started to spiral out of control. It's a tragic narrative. The obsession remains. It seems that he is unstoppable. It seems that he is forgiven for his crimes. Um, but why? Why would that'll be interesting? Why wouldn't he be forgiven for his crimes? I mean, he paid a debt to society, right? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that the whole I point? Think- I think the way she was looking at it was that it wasn't stopping. I don't know. That's what I took from it. I mean, either way, he's forgiven by God. It doesn't matter what humans think of him. I don't understand why we act like people can't evolve from their past. Like, how old is Mike Tyson now? 50-something. And they say if a a man at 50 that thinks the same way that he did at 20 has wasted 30 years of his life, right? Mike. But I think this is old footage, no? Like from, I don't know, I don't know if that's something new that was said, but it's a two-part primetime event. It has archival footage and previously unaired interviews with Mike Tyson himself. Mm-hmm. So it could have been something that somebody said previously. I don't know that that's oh, something new got that you, they're got saying you, got now. You. So that's not from 2021? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. These are, this is like a docuseries, so it's old footage and things like that. Got you. So you can watch that. It premieres on May 25th, and the second installment will be on June 1st on ABC. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, let's get to the mix. Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is caffeine. If you love to drink it, you'll love hearing Michael Pollan explore the most used drug in the world. Your first 30 days of Audible Plus are free. Sign up at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Uh, shout out and thank you to everybody, man. Yesterday, I got so many calls uh, of artists wanting to uh, put their car into the car show yesterday. So many people that uh, were picking up tickets and so many vendors that reached out. So many people uh, wanted to sponsor the show. I just want to say thank you, guys. Uh it's it's an amazing feeling when you put something together and it's, it's really playing out well. So shout to you guys. My car show is July 3rd in Atlanta and I can't wait to see you guys. Tickets are, it's going to be sold out soon, but I just want to say thank you guys so much. Now, yeah, I see you out in Turks, right? Yes, I just got to Turks and Caicos. I had a busy weekend. I've been doing a lot lately, but I was in Detroit. So I want to thank everybody who came to Wholesale Day, another successful Wholesale Day at my store, Private Label. And I want to shout out to my partner in the store, Mikey Moran. He actually has a book out today. It's called Fearless Beauty, the Hair Business Blueprint. And it's actually number one new release for marketing. So you can get that book on Amazon. But Mikey Moran, Fearless Beauty, he's been doing this as an entrepreneur for quite some time. The store we opened together in Detroit 
I think it's like his fourth store that he has right now, but they all do really well. And I want to thank him for everything that he's been teaching me about the uh, beauty and hair business. And this book, I already read it, but it's pretty amazing when you see his story and there's a lot of tips in there about marketing. Okay. Well, since we're talking books, man, we're seven days away from um, Tamika Mallory's State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built. Okay, that is the first release of Black Privilege Publishing, which is my book imprint, man. And um, I'm just extremely excited. I love seeing... Uh, I love seeing Tamika do a hard press run. She was on Tamron Hall last week, and she's got a lot of press coming up. So, yeah, I just can't wait. Next, uh, May 11th. May 11th. It'll be out, but you can pre-order now. All right. All right. Well, when we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Michael Shea for joining us this morning. Yes, sir. Make sure you check out Michael Che's HBO uh, series, That Damn Michael Che. I'm, I'm interested to see what that is because I thought it was a comedy special, mm-hmm. but it's like a sketch mm-hmm. comedy sketch show, show yeah. so I can't wait to check it out. All right, and uh, all you fellas out there, I see you guys all up in, uh, I guess, Bill Gates' is, uh, I guess his ex-wife, soon to be ex-wife. Why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? Tell her how young she looked. Be like, ooh, you're looking so young. <laughs> be like, you're looking 50. <laughs> gotta go a little low. You gotta say thirty. No, no, no. Cause she looked about eighty. So Just you gotta stop say. It. See, now, you ain't get nothing. Now, see, yeah. I don't want nothing. I'm a married man. No, but I'm I can see why you. everybody's shooting their shot though. My goodness. All right. Wouldn't well, you? Nope. Melinda nope. Gates. If I wasn't married, man, do you know what? Listen, do you know what? Even if you just her rebound, you might can come up. <laughs> even if she just with you for a couple months. Even if it's just all a, she know is high level tricking. She don't know nothing else. But but what do you like? You can't take her anywhere. Where you gonna take? Her? You can't take her to a restaurant. Why can't you? What restaurant? No, she probably take you out. That's the whole. That's my whole point. All she knows is high level tricking. You can't go on vacation. Jet, she, I'm like meet me at the JetBlue terminal. No, she gonna say meet me at RPJ. We out. You don't. That, that's a different type of sugar mama right there. You ain't never had no sugar mama like Melinda Gates. You don't even know what you preparing for. Please. Like, well, like we also know. All you got I was guess fried Bill, chicken and some and some singles, man. I guess Bill Gates Lies. is single now too. <laughs> I had a job. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Leave wow. Us on, leave us on a positive note, man. Listen. Well, the positive note is this, because you know it's Mental Health Awareness Month, man. So I just want to tell everybody, when you heal trauma, you heal the nervous system. When you heal the nervous system, you heal the emotional body. When you heal the emotional body, you heal the psychic body. When you heal the psychic body, you heal vibration. Once the vibration is healed, realities change. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?